following program is brought to you in living color. What you watching in there? Americans love television. They wean their kids on it. USA television much better. You've been watching too many of those live television shows. KFI AM 640, more stimulating talk. It's the Gary and Shannon Show. I'm Mo Kelly in for Gary and Shannon. And if you listen to me on the Mo Kelly Show Saturdays and Sundays from 6 to 8 p.m., we often talk about all things popular culture, TV, movies, but this is what you're watching. In terms of me, this is a difficult time for me, and I believe Monica Ricks will agree, because if you're a fan of TV, This is the time in which most of our favorite TV shows have already had their winter finale. Yeah, or mid-season finale. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So we have to wait until after uh, the bowl games on New Year's Day, maybe January 2nd, before a lot of our TV shows to come back because they don't want to compete. They're on recording hiatus and so forth. So what I do to counteract that, I intentionally do not watch like maybe two or three weeks leading up to the fall finale of all my favorite shows so I will have something to watch during this time period. That's smart. This assuming that I actually don't come to work on a given day. <laughs> because if you know KFI, this is like the 12 days of Mo. I'll be on the air for like the next eight, nine days in a row, nonstop. And it's a beautiful thing, but it does not leave me a lot of time for actually watching TV. What are you watching right now? I will be catching up on the blacklist. Okay. I... I I have this unhealthy, unrequited love affair with James Spader. I think he's a fantastic actor. He is. And I can just listen to him monologue all night long. Mm-hmm. And he'll tilt his head to the side, and it has this kind of a sing-song delivery where he delivers his lines. Just absolutely enjoy it. And the, here's the common thread through all the shows that I enjoy the most. They have very strong characters who are emotionally gripping, and I I lean towards uh, dramas and more than anything. I like my evenings to be filled with drama in a TV sense. So The Blacklist, definitely. NCIS and NCIS Los Angeles. Love them both. I don't get into much uh, NCIS New Orleans because I just don't have the time. It's too much at that point. I can't believe you watch NCIS Los Angeles because it's it's about crimes in Los Angeles, and I, I wouldn't want to see that. Nope. That bothers you because it might be too close to home? Maybe. So yeah. when you lived in New York, you weren't going to watch Law & Order? You weren't going to watch? <laughs> I didn't. Blue Bloods? No? No, I didn't. That's another one of the shows that I really love, Blue Bloods. I should check it out. Yeah. Blue Bloods is, it's, Blue Bloods talks about this family whose lives are in, intertwined with law enforcement, three generations of law enforcement. They have two generations of police commissioners within the same family. They have this Sunday dinner Mm -hmm. every single week where they give both sides of a social issue that is usually being discussed in larger life. And they give thoughtful conversations about, be it police brutality or uh, kneeling for the flag or anything like that. They, They have real conversations, and it's very well written, and everyone is well represented, but there are a number of competing storylines. They're very strong characters, male and female. Even though it's a law enforcement family, as far as cops, yeah. they have a daughter played by Bridget Moynihan, who's a, a district attorney and so forth. They're, and so you see both sides of the criminal justice system as far as what's going on. It's really well done. That's another one of my favorite that's shows. How I, that's how I feel about Blackish. 
they it's very lighthearted. It's comedy. I love it. I've been binging it for a few weeks now, and I'm almost caught up. But they do they do deep dives into serious topics sometimes, and and it's interesting to see how they write that. Now you can make fun of me. Blackish okay. is a show that I've seen maybe two episodes of at most. Oh, okay. I mean, listen, it's been on my list for a long time. I I binge from season one, and I've been watching it for probably about a month now. I've been watching them sporadically, and I'm almost caught up. I don't think there are any TV comedies, television comedies, in which I watch now. Modern Family? You don't watch any of that? Uh, No, because... Oh, gosh, I can't think of any right now. I don't... uh, A lot of the scripted ones... No. Okay. No, a, a lot of the scripted television to me today is not funny in the way that it used to be in the... 90s and 80s and 70s. Hmm. Yeah, good point. Fair point. I, I I was waiting for a quick quick back note, a side note on NCIS. You guys thought I was all crazy for carrying a knife all the time. Gibbs, <laughs> rule number seven, always carry a knife. That's where it came from. You know that is television, right? You know he is an actor, right? I'm, but oh, but but you are but you are legitimate to be able to recite the rules from NCIS. Yeah, that means you're that a was, watcher because I used to watch it every. I don't watch it every week anymore, but I used to watch it every single Tuesday at eight o'clock. Me and my dad would sit there and watch it. And I was in high school, and I was like, "All right, just gotta wait for high school because you can't carry a knife at high school." So I was just waiting for high school to graduate, and I was just like, "All right, now I get to live Goals. out rule number seven, and there you Goals. go." But because a lot of these network shows may be on hiatus right now, this is a good time for streaming services to capitalize on their shows because I want to catch up on Mindhunter. I want to catch up on Peaky Blinders. I I need to do this stuff. And, it's too much. Yeah. It's too much. Um, and oh, I'll do Honestly. They're good. There are a, a, a lot of programs on Netflix and Amazon that I would like to start, but I would have to start from the beginning, and it's hard for me to find that much time to – start over and i've been kind of rediscovering traditional broadcast television because mm. some of the episodic series in terms of drama are pretty damn good yeah. my favorite show right now is chicago pd okay and it's not close it, it, i think it's one of the best television police dramas that and blue bloods they're both right there for different reasons were you sad that sophia bush left oh yes very mm-hmm. very because i thought she was one of the strongest characters yep. and allegedly there's some Issues behind the scene as far as pay and what she wants to do with her career beyond the television mm, I think show. It was, I think it was a little deeper than pay. I said, uh, I know there yeah. were some things, but and I don't want to speculate on the air, mm. but I'm saying, yes, we'll have that conversation off the air. But yes, um, I was sorry to see her go. And when she left, I thought that they were still going to keep her around because they wrote her out, quote unquote, because she was supposed to be working with the FBI. Yeah, I read an article that she actually told them a year in advance. Yes. Like a full 24 episodes in advance, which is crazy. Like, hurry up, because I'm yeah. getting the hell out of here. Mm-hmm. But also, Chicago PD and Chicago Fire. I can't watch Chicago Med, and I can barely watch Chicago Fire, because some of the scenes are just too squeamish for me. I'm just Ooh. I'm the guy who will pass out in the delivery room. Yeah. Some of the scenes, the stuff that they show on TV now, it's like, too much blood, I man. know what you mean. I know too what you much mean. blood. I watch Grey's Anatomy, but sometimes during the surgery scene, yes. I'm like, ooh, no. No, I'm good. Yeah, I'm, uh, I watch like after, this. I'll, I'll have to forward to this part. <laughs> but And I have my guilty pleasures. Um, I I used to really um, rain down on Empire because it was so over the top okay. and so ridiculous. I stopped watching it after a while. It's, mm-hmm. it's, it's better in the sense that it's less ridiculous. They have more quality actors when they added Felicia Rashad. Okay, yep. Forrest Whitaker. Yep. The storylines got to be a little more believable. It turned into more of like of a dynasty type show yeah. where you have 
real villains and, and heroes in the grand sense. You have family versus family. And that to me was a little bit more enjoyable as opposed to just hearing about the music industry. That was your that was your guilty pleasure? Yeah, that's my guilty pleasure because okay. I, I have no business watching Ooh. that show. My guilty pleasure is a little more embarrassing than that. I love the um, I love Vanderpump Rules and like the Housewives shows. Just yeah. something where I don't have to think when I'm watching. Yeah, my wife watches all the Housewives shows. Yeah. All the and it's like <laughs> I refuse. I watch no reality TV, yeah. none. I, not even Shark Tank. I'm not even going to watch something like that. I prefer scripted entertainment. Yeah. And you can say yes, all those shows are scripted as well. But I like there actually be a storyline in the sense of these characters, which are living quote-unquote believable lives Mm -hmm. and they're fraught with danger and they have to overcome and that kind of thing i i like the episodic series in that way um scandal and how to get away with murder like them both i I gave up on scandal yep well i think a lot of people have and that's why this is the last season because there are only so many stories that you can tell within the small matrix of one presidential administration just get them to vermont give them their jam and end it right we got more of what's watching when we come back in just a second. This is the Gary and Shannon show. I'm O'Kelly in for Gary and Shannon, KFI AM640. Did I take all your time, Monica, and preclude you from getting the newscast ready? No, my newscast was ready in advance, and I love talking about TV, music, movies. I'm scared of you. Go yeah. on with your bad self. <laughs> By AM640. More stimulating talks. The Gary and Shannon Show. Mo Kelly in for Gary and Shannon. And more and more people are hitting me up with the shows that they like to watch. Hit me at Mr. Mo Kelly on Twitter. M R M O K E L L Y. Do some Twitter shout outs in this next segment or so. Joey, who's producing the show today, great job. What shows are you watching right about now? Right now I'm playing catch-up uh, on my animated series, actually, but I'm going way back, and, and I'm sorry to say it's, it's Rick and Morty, actually. That's that's all I'm watching right now is is the back the backlog of Rick and Morty. No, that's a great point, if only because I hear a recurring theme where our time is so limited. We have to pick and choose. There are plenty of choices. There's plenty to watch out there. Mm-hmm. There are plenty of great shows, I would say, that are out there. But when you do have the time... You're going to pick the things that you know is going to bring you the greatest amount of enjoyment because before you know it, you're back to the grind. I don't have four or five hours to start over right. or start to learn a new show in which I don't have any backstory. I don't have the history with the characters and so forth. I still need to catch up and watch Narcos Season 3. I love Narcos 1 and 2. I want to do Narcos Season 3, but it's about time management. I'm in the same boat. I'm uh, playing catch up. I'm still catching up on what Netflix has of The Walking Dead. I'm almost there. I'm like, what, like two, three episodes away from the end of season seven. So I'm catching up on that. And then I'm also traditional or like every single day I'm kind of out of the loop here on Gary and Shannon show because Oscar's wife works on the Stranger Things. Oh, I yeah. forgot about that. Oh, yeah. She works, yeah. She works as an editor. And I haven't watched a single episode of that show. Oh, no. So You're missing out. I'm like, I, I, I know I need to watch it. So that's the next thing after I finish uh, catching up on Walking Dead. This goes back to an earlier discussion we had about the mental order, mental disorder designation for excessive gaming. There's a switch which pops on in all of us. Hey, I don't have six hours to just throw away watching one show Speak on a given yourself. day. I don't. I don't. And something <laughs> tells me. Mo, get your ass back to work or do something. Go to the gym. You can't be idle. I mean, I, I could work out for maybe an hour of one show, but I can't do that consistently. Someone is going to either be calling, texting, 
pulling me in another direction, having nothing to do with just the day job. I mean, I'm, I'm married and I have sons now. There, there's always something going on, always. The whole idea of having four or five hours uninterrupted because I want to watch a lot of shows. It may not be one show. It may be uh, four different shows, just one episode, just yeah. trying to catch up. And even that is with TiVo and I'm skipping over commercials. <laughs> it It's still it's, – it's not a chore – but it's still a time commitment. That's the point. It's at still least, a time commitment. At least you're watching shows, um, and I pr- could probably say that about all of us, all the shows we've mentioned. We're watching shows that make us think. You know what I mean? That the is dra- a good point. The dramas. Right. And, right. Yeah. yeah. Right. And, and, and also to a degree of escapism. Mm-hmm. Um, there are certain shows that I don't, I don't need too much. Like I'll watch a police episodic drama and I'll watch, oh, I'll, for example, I'll watch Law and Order Special Victims Unit, and they'll have ripped from the headlines. And you know pretty much what it's based on. But it's still enough of an escape where I don't feel like I'm just watching the news. I don't want to feel like I'm watching the news. Yeah. I care about the characters. I know their histories. I know what they've gone through and how that affects them, uh, the characters in this type of episode. Those are the things that I want. I want to be rewarded as someone who has watched the program and knows all the, the, the hidden references or the, the callbacks to earlier episodes where it says, hey, if you've been watching this show for some time, yeah. you get all these references. Do you watch the really complicated show like Game of Thrones? Or- no. Okay. No. I've, I've never gotten into Game of Thrones. I hopefully I know people are like, <gasps> no, I, I haven't. Show, if only yeah. because it's, yeah, and I hear it's great. It's but one of those I need to start at the beginning. Yeah. That's how it is for me for like most Netflix shows, for any of these classic mm-hmm. Stranger Things. You know, it's like I'm sure it's great. But but how many looks but good, how many but seasons? It's not eight seasons, right. you know, you that's have to catch true. up that on. Right. right. And that's my idea is I can catch up on two seasons of Stranger Things. I don't know how many Game of Thrones there are, but at, my, at, at this like point six. Yeah, oh. at this point I just said, you know what? I'm just gonna wait till it's done. And get then the set. <laughs> everyone, and because I hear all these spoilers, but because I have no frame of reference, I haven't yeah. watched any of it, so nothing's a spoiler. All I know is like everyone dies. That's all I know. <laughs> so just keep on watching. So I'm just gonna gonna wait, wait till it's all done, and everyone's gonna tell me all these crazy names that are barely in English have died, mm-hmm. and then I can start at the beginning, <laughs> and I'm good to go. There is something to be said for like these marathons that you'll see on TV. I got into Law and Order, the original show. Just because they're having like a Labor Day marathon or whatever. And all of a sudden, because you may be home and not going anywhere on a holiday like Labor Day, you'll watch seven or eight episodes. And then you have a baseline in which to understand everything going forward. And that's what got me into Law and Order, the original. Then, because of watching Law and Order, they spun off to Special Victims Unit. They grandfathered me into that. And because watching Law and Order Special Victims Unit, they had this big crossover with the with the Chicago PD before they created all those other Chicago shows. And then they got me watching Chicago PD. And then they had this multi-show, multi-season crossover between Chicago PD, Law and Order, Special Victims Unit, and Chicago Fire and Chicago Med. And I said, I Damn remember it. that one because that was a mess. It was great. Well, well, it was hard for me because like – You didn't I, have the history. Well, well, no, but Law and Order wasn't in my uh, like watching schedule. Oh, so you missed one of the episodes. So, no, but that was the thing is I had to be like, crap, now I need to like <laughs> – because I, I, I had Chicago PD and Chicago Fire in my watching schedule. Like, I watched them every week, and then right. I was like, crap, now I have to add this one, and i got to make sure I'm, like, at the TV for this, or I'm going to be totally lost. It was it was too much work. For me, Chicago PD <laughs> has the most amount of balanced characters in which I care about. There are a lot of shows like, look, I don't care if so-and-so 
gets married. I don't care if so-and-so can't find a job or their their parents are dying. I, I, they're characters we just don't care about. Chicago PD, care about every single one of them. Oh. They're like family to me. Oh. That's sweet. This is Gary Shannon Show. Well, Kelly for Gary and Shannon. KFI AM640, more stimulating talk. KFI AM640, more stimulating talk. This is the Gary and Shannon Show. I'm Kelly in for Gary and Shannon. Usually you can hear me Saturdays and Sundays from 6 to 8 p.m. as host of the Mo Kelly Show. Something we always do is we like to listen to you, what you have to say on Twitter. You can hit me at Mr. Mo Kelly, M-R-M-O-K-E-L-L-Y. We were just talking about what we're watching these days on TV and beyond. And Emily hit me on Twitter saying, L.A. to Vegas, I hear it's a scream. And if you don't know, L.A. to Vegas is coming on January 2nd, I believe, 2018 is going to debut. And I'm actually looking forward to check that out. Also, Glenna Heisler hit me saying, man with a plan on CBS is pretty darn funny. I hear that as well, but also just comes down to time management. And there are times if I'm home and not watching a sports event, which is you you have to watch it in the moment. I'm not trying to watch it, you know, next week or two hours later. So that also takes up some of my time in terms of TV watching the live moment, being able to watch like my Georgetown Hoyas or the L.A. Lakers. So the sports usually get infused in there, too. Um, Also, Sue Fernandez, OC girl Sue, said at Mr. Mo Kelly, listening to you on KFI AM 640, our TV hashtag must view list is almost identical. Sue Fernandez, I love you already. Anyone who (laughs) thinks like me, sees the world as I do, same worldview, you can hang with me. I love meeting people that watch the same TV shows that I do. It's just, you know, a good talking point anytime. Oh, my God, did you see that episode? Absolutely. Yes. Absolutely. And, and it's nice to have those conversations because I don't need my TV to be reflective of my larger life. Now, my larger life is I like to have people who don't see the world as I do, and I like to engage them in, in, in great debate and see how they may see the world. But in terms of TV, I mean, I need to be able to bounce this off someone who's seen it as well. If someone comes up to me and says, hey, you know, did you see last night on The Real Housewives of Orange County? No, I didn't. But I did. I know, and that's where the conversation (laughs) ends. But see, I can talk to you about other things, Mondo. Yeah, that's true. Also, Mondo, you know, as um, from the Tim Conway Jr. show, Mondo says, my guilty pleasure is hashtag 90 day fiance. Okay, I've actually... (laughs) I've seen an episode of that. It's weird. It's weird. Mondo's weird. I love him, but you know. I hear he makes a mean guacamole. So whatever no, makes that makes up for the whatever. Best award winning guacamole I need without to try pure. that stuff. Can you reply back to him? Be like, come back with guacamole. Well, he's listening right now, so I think he just did. But I'll <laughs> ask him nonetheless. This is um from Claire C. Crockett. Says, Hello, Mr. Mo Kelly. Liking today's show. Have you ever considered the crime drama? With comedy, Lucifer is very clever, one of my favorites. I have watched Lucifer a few times, but usually I was watching it as a lead-in to the show, which comes on right after it, called The Gifted, which is a a Marvel superhero-infused show. I forgot to list. I I really do like The Gifted, and I've stuck with it a whole lot longer than I thought I would. 
because it's pretty good storytelling. And a lot of the actors I've appreciated from other shows, yes. from like a Burn Notice and also True Blood. Um, mm-hmm. So there are things which I may not know all of the characters and their histories. I appreciate the specific actors and actresses. See a couple more real quick. Oh, can't read that one. That's a little too mean. Uh-oh. Yeah, there's some folks there. Yeah. And there have been a lot of, of praise for the interview we had with Pamela Guest in the previous hour. We're appreciative of the serious nature of the subject, but in the way that we handled it, and also letting people know that there was light at the end of the tub- tunnel. And that's something I always tell people. I was telling Joey and also Pamela off air. You never know who's listening. You never know who you might be able to touch in a positive way. That's why we have those conversations. It's not about being salacious. It's not about just piling on, but also offering a personal firsthand account is a lot better than just me talking about it. I can have my opinion about it, but I can't necessarily express express it in a way in which someone else who really has dealt with it for the better part of 40 years can discuss it. The one thing that I missed that I wish I could have seen, because I'm, I'm kind of at a weird angle, I wanted to see her shoe. She should post a picture. I can describe cool. it. It, it. It was very big in, in the sole of the shoe, the inside sole of the shoe, mm-hmm. where it was written in lowercase block lettering, me, me too. Cool. Very yeah. Cool. yeah. The world is changing so fast. I don't think anyone could have predicted not only the accused, the big names that they are in many cases, for various reasons, but also how the accusers have received more respect and traction in this one year than ever before. And on a bigger scale, how much Twitter changes the landscape and how big of an impact social media has on all these issues. It, It fascinates me how quickly our world changes and our idea of a slow news day is not really a, what used to be a slow news day. I mean, yes, we have to fill four hours with content, but there's still plenty to choose from because news from all around the world is accessible to us, and we know what's going on on a local level, state level, national level, at all times, 24 yeah. hours. We have televisions going all the time. We know what the networks are covering. And the very fact that our president may tweet, then turns into news. And sparks conversations. Yeah. It's great to be in the business right about now, at least in what we do. This is the Gary and Shannon Show. Mo Kelly in for Gary and Shannon. KFI AM 640. Continue to hit me on Twitter at Mr. Mo Kelly. M-R-M-O-K-E-L-L-Y. We're going to be Stimulating talk. This is the Gary and Shannon Show. Mo Kelly in for Gary and Shannon. Coming up in just a few minutes will be Jane Wells, who is filling in for John and Ken. And we'll talk to Jane in just a second. I'm here. Oh, okay. Okay. I, I see. I saw you putting down your <laughs> I'm, stuff. Yeah, I'm a And you made this dart to the. I didn't I want you, you to have to rush. People. I'm telling you, this is really harder than it looks. It is. It, it really is. And I tell people all the time, this is the best job in the world. Yeah. But there is a degree of proficiency that people don't see in in terms of just being able to have a, a knowledge base on a number of subjects that you can talk extemporaneously on for seven, eight minutes at a time. Oh, I know. See, I'm used to being on the air for two minutes. 
I'm on the air for two minutes. Boom, boom, boom. Back to you. Unless it's a breaking news story, in which case you go into breaking news mode and you just talk about whatever's going on. I tell people when I often speak to high schoolers and college students who want to work in media and they say, I like to talk. This is what I hear. I like to talk. Uh, what do you think about going into radio? I said, well, go ahead and record yourself on your favorite subject for about eight minutes. People don't know how long eight minutes is. No, it's a long time. Now, and, and I'd say after you do that, have someone pick a story at random for you, go study it for 10 minutes, and then try to spend yeah. eight minutes talking about it. Plus, the talking is different because when I'm on, when you're on TV, you're competing with pictures and video. And so you talk like this. Breaking right now. This is going on. But there's a power outage at Disneyland. And we're blah, 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 blah. And the park tells this because you're competing and you're live. And, and if you talk that way on the radio, it's it's funny. When we go to TV news stories, and I, I do the same thing, you see the voice change to, back to you, we are live. You know, that kind of thing. But on the radio, it has to be, it's more intimate. And it has you have to bring it down. And the struggle I sometimes have is I want to talk a mile a minute. That's my struggle. My mind moves much more quickly than my mouth. Oh, seriously. Always been my problem. But I know that there is a degree of performance art in what we do. Well, yeah, that's why. It's entertainment. Yeah, it, it is. And you have to make people feel like you don't have to make them like you. John told me something. He said, just have a take. Uh, people can love you. People can hate you. But don't be wobbly. Have a take. Someone who I've looked up to and, and thought of as a mentor is a guy by the name of Colin Cowherd. Oh, He's yeah. One of the biggest sports personalities. And also Jim Rome. Jim Rome would say, have a take and don't, don't suck. suck. Yeah. Colin Cowherd would always say, we're in the interest. We're in the business of being interesting. We're in the interesting business. And it is so true. It's, it's we always have people we encounter we may not agree with on any number of subjects, but Going back to your point about intimacy, you don't allow just anyone into your home or into your car as you're driving. Right. Especially not boring people. Well, and you have so many choices. I mean, look, everybody's listening right now, and I hope you're not switching channels because we have a great show coming up. Uh, <laughs> but it, it is – I know when I'm in the car, you make a quick decision, especially when you're a fill-in like I am. People don't hear me every day. They, don't, they haven't gotten to know me. They don't know if they like me. It's like, when are John and Ken going to get back? Right. Um, you really do have to keep them wanting to listen. Give them something. And and when you take calls, I've learned, make sure you ask the callers for something that you don't know, that the callers will provide something for the audience that the audience didn't know. Let's give them a little behind the scenes. Now, callers, they're supposed to be a tool, my word, to advance the host in some way. Not a crutch. Yes. Right, not a crutch. There are shows, not on KFI, not at all. But there are shows where you can tell that the callers are supposed to be the content as yes. opposed to personality. When you tune into KFI, you're tuning in to to hear John and Ken right. per se, right? Bill Handel, right. Tim Conway Jr., and so forth. It's the personality which drives the conversation, right? Not in reverse. No, but what that's why I think you have to be very clear. What like yesterday, I took calls. Are you a man who's been harassed by a woman? Now I figured. Men would want to hear that, and women would want to hear that, too. And we got great calls from people, including a guy who said 40 years ago he was a photographer and a woman grabbed his crotch, and he asked her about it later, like, what was that about? And then they ended up having a two-day affair. So it didn't really qualify as harassment, but it was a Yeah, that was hors d'oeuvres before the deal. 
Is it appropriate to say that? What's coming up on your show, Jane? <laughs> uh, it's a great show. You don't want to miss it. We actually have some some stories that will uh, make you inspired. Uh, people who have had incredible success. How to make good New Year's resolutions, which will stick. We're also going to talk about, as always, on John and Ken's show, how screwed up this state is. And I have a lot of questions about this ANA flight that Chrissy Teigen was on and why the pilot turned around four hours going in. So we're going to talk about that. Oh, you and me both. I'm not going to take away from your subject, but I let off with that today, and I still have questions. I'm I'm just not accepting the public story. I'm just not. It doesn't add up. I can't wait to listen to hear your take on that. Okay. Jane Wells coming up next, sitting in for John and Ken. This is the Gary and Shannon Show. I'm Mo Kelly. I'm out of here. My day's over. Thank you, Jesus. KFI AM 640. More stimulating talk. Did you have an awesome time? Did you drink awesome shooters and listen to Gary and Shannon? And then just sit around and soak up each other's awesomeness.